Trevor Bauer, guys, what do you guys got? Like, is is there a situation, a team, a franchise, an organization, a city that wants this man as a part of within a 50 mile radius of where they play baseball? Or is this a done deal where he's trying to find somewhere overseas to play? <laughs> Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Dugout. It is another edition of a baseball podcast, the best baseball podcast around. We know it's the middle of the NFL playoffs, but we are still here in the middle of January to give you baseball all day, all the time. I'm Cardinals fanatic AJ Caldwell. That is the Yankees ride or die guy, Drew Zagrosi. And our third man, the green monster man, I'd like to call him, Boston Red Sox guy, <laughs> Ben. How we doing, fellas? We're doing. We're doing all right. Ben, how how are we uh We're ready. How are we feeling about Mr. Adam Duval? I don't hate you know what I'm more excited about? I'm more excited about uh Alfaro. I'm a big I like the Alfaro signing a lot, a whole lot. I mean he's mm. tearing it he's tearing it up in the Dominican League right now. There you go. There you Good go. Sign. We're gonna get Good into sign. a lot of a lot of that today. Just had to get the initial reaction from our from our new <clears> friend over there. Uh, but as always, we got lots to get to, but first and foremost, make sure to like and subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Check us out on multiple social media platforms, as well as wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, check us out once a week as we drop this podcast on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other streaming platforms. Uh, let's get right into it, fellas. We got another top five. Yes, uh, we're getting to the end of, of the teams here, uh, which means we're, we're getting down to, uh, to some new segments coming in soon but for now drew and ben we're doing drew's one of drew's uh most hated teams uh yeah i wanted to say most lovable but you can't even you can't even sugarcoat it with this the no. new york mets the top five new york mets of all time drew i feel like this is payback because that one episode we did the top five brewers and i basically you know clenched my teeth and got through it uh, your turn. Yeah, that's to, to go through the top five Mets. So, uh, boys, as as you guys always do, uh, go back and forth. Uh, top five New York Mets. Well, I'll go. Uh, I'll go fifth, but we do have an honorable mention that I'll let uh, Ben go ahead and talk. Yeah. About. So we we wanted to highlight David Wright. Um, you know, when we when we made the list initially, we had him on it. Um, when you kind of look at the numbers, it, it really isn't fair to leave uh, a couple of the other guys off. So, our honorable mention, Captain America, David Wright. Um, Mr. Met, I would say. I mean, every, he's a very – everyone knows. Everyone knows David Wright, uh, staple of that franchise, just the face of that franchise for, for over a decade. Um, but couldn't make the cut, so had to shout him out. Nope, he will not be on our uh, top five Mets. Like that was Drew's doing. But uh, yeah, we we definitely had to mention him. Mention him. Um, alrighty. So number five spot might throw a lot of people off. We have Keith Hernandez, mm-hmm. um, a guy that I personally feel was just like an underdog for the Mets. Um, unknown like captain, unnamed, um, just real leader in that clubhouse. And uh, yeah, I mean, arguably like one of the best defensive first basemen of all time, as well as a great contact yep. hitter throughout his career. So, um, yeah, give me Keith at number five. Anything you'd like to say about him, Ben? Go ahead. No, I mean, the guy was just consistent as ever. Um, definitely one of the more slept yeah. on guys um, in terms of just kind of the story of baseball. He's not even a Hall of Famer. I, I'm assuming he's off the ballot by now. Um, mm-hmm. But 
I, I mean, definitely a guy that that was was deserving of so. Um, definitely a Mets Hall of Famer. He probably is, I would assume. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's hard. It's hard to talk about first baseman um, and mention Keith Hernandez because when you talk about you know the the Hall of Fame first baseman out there, there's a lot more names that come to your mind first, um, especially because he just wasn't really a power guy. Um, so he often gets gets left off uh, a lot of lists, but. Great player. Um, yes, number sir. four, we had Mike Piazza. Um, he's a top three catcher of all time, I would say. 59 career war, 427 homers, just missed the 500. Uh, career 308 batting average, which is ridiculous, especially when you put it in a in you know a scale of, of catchers because catchers typically aren't the biggest bats in the lineup. Um, Hall of Famer, 10-time Silver Slugger winner, which is in, it's just absurd. Um, and a 12-time All-Star as well. Yes, sir. Um, AJ, you know this because of the segment that I used to do, but we, me and AJ did not know much about Mike's uh, early, early life. So, um, yeah, I mean, he would, he just grew up into this like baseball family right away. His dad was really into it. Wasn't in the big leads, but always wanted his son to pursue that. And um, yeah, he took like batting cage lessons with like Tommy or uh, Tommy Lasorda as well and Ted Williams. So, I mean, two big names right there. So. Yeah, I do have Piazza I do have a question four. though, like when you think of Mike Dude. Piazza, what team do you associate with him? Like off the bat, without thinking about it, like do you see him in a Dodgers uniform or a Mets uniform? No, Mets. Sometimes can see him in an A's uniform, mm. the early pictures, but I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely Mets. Yeah, Mets, A's, Dodgers for sure. Alrighty, so number three, moving on. We have Dwight, or Doc Gooden, um, great spot for him on this list, I think. Uh, played a ton ton of teams, but obviously the Mets was the longest. Uh, his career win-loss, 194 and 112. Awesome. Uh, 2,293 career strikeouts. And as a 19-year-old rookie, he earned the first of four All-Star selections. So uh, Dwight Gooden, number four, or three, sorry. All right, number two. This is... I would I would say this might be slightly controversial um, in terms of comparing numbers to the rest of the people on this list. Uh, we have Daryl Strawberry, uh, 42 career war, uh, 335 home runs, only 1,400 hits and a 259 batting average. But when you talk about the Mets and you talk about the New York Mets, Daryl Strawberry comes to everyone's mind, I, I would assume. I mean, he's he's... I w- would a cult hero be kind of a, a fair term to to call him? I mean, that's fair, yeah. A legend for you know not always the greatest reasons, but he's he's a legend for sure. Um, and when you talk about the faces of the Mets, he's he's up there for sure. So we have him at number two. Yeah, one of my favorite guys from the uh, 80s era for sure. Uh, suspended a few times by MLB. Not a lot of people know that. Um, and, yeah, just really popular player during that time. Went to the All-Star game eight straight times. Unbelievable, 84 to 91. So, yeah, one of the legends for sure in the Mets organization. Who we got number one, Ben? Tom Seaver. I mean – not there's not much to say besides the name Tom Seaver. 109 career war, pretty much 110 is 109.9. 311 wins, 205 losses, 
And, you know, the crazy part is when you pitch upwards of 600 games, holding a career 2.86 ERA is almost unheard of. Probably won't ever be done again. Um, Hall of Famer, three-time Cy Young, three-time ERA title, 12-time All-Star. To me, he's a top two pitcher of all time, but it's it's between him and Bob Gibson. Those are those are my top two. Um, and you know, I could be Whoa. swayed either way. Yeah, I can be swayed either way. Whoa. Sandy, I'm taking Seaver over Sandy. Over Sandy Koufax? Yep. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Why? Why? This is two straight episodes you've done That's this. Valid. All we're trying to do is a top five list, and you just from the top rope, bro. All right, well, the Barry Bonds one is, is very reasonable. That's <laughs> well, a whole Bob Gibson's story. Not the one that it is. Oh, yeah. Not even a question. Hey, that's, all, that's all I care about. Not that's even a question. I, <laughs> I, can, I can live with everything else if that's, if that's your take. I don't know. I'm going Sandy, Seaver, Bob. Let me, let me crunch sure. some numbers on Bob Gibson real quick. Like, Come on, Drew. You don't gotta do that, dude. Bob was pitching shutouts every game of his career. Bro, it felt had, like he had like eighteen strikeouts in a World Series game. I'm pretty sure. Like complete games every. Uh, he had twenty eight complete games in 1969, and then twenty eight the year before. Then he went twenty three, twenty, twenty three. Like who does that? No, no one's ever gonna do it. No one. I mean, it's it's absurd. That is absurd. Like we're, we we gawk at what Alcantara did this year, and you know, like averaging seven innings a game. Like Bob Gibson was, he like had a rubber arm. Like the guy just, oh, ridiculous. Different times. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's my that's my goat on the bump, every single time. All righty. Well, there you go. Tom Seaver, number one, great player, huge role in that '69 World Series. Ben already went over his stats, so. Not much you can say about the guy. Awesome pitcher. Uh, ESPN just came out with the 30 for 30 on the Mets, too. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Mm. It's like a three, mm-hmm. three or four-part series on them. I think that was pretty cool to kind of see all the backstory with Daryl Strawberry, Dwight Gooden. Dwight Gooden, we think about prospects, like nowadays, and how much we love prospects, Drew. Um, <laughs> Dwight Gooden was the OG of that. Just from from what I why, what I gathered just from the the stats that were given and the the how they unraveled that story uh, for the in the ESPN documentary. I mean, he's eighteen, nineteen years old in the eighties, yeah, and just throwing absolute heat. So yeah, um, yeah, that was that's a really really cool documentary that I. Uh, when did that come out? Came out recently. I think it came out in the last year. Really, uh, just highlighted their whole story. Um, where they won the World Series and how that all happened, and just wait, basically what was going on around in New York, like like Ben said, kind of the the cult yeah. hero aspect, where a lot of things going on in New York at that time, mm-hmm. um, and not all, not all good things. Still, so. no. All right, fellas. Well, we got another edition of this or that uh, as we turn the page here, and we got some good questions. Uh, you got you guys were thinking through some different things, and we're we're looking up some. <clears throat> some different statistics for these ones, but I'm personally curious to hear your answers to both of these. Cause I got, I got thoughts on both of them as well, but we got two questions, but they are, <laughs> they are bombshell questions mm-hmm. uh, based on what we've seen from the last season. So let's start with Drew. Drew going into 2023. These are two teams that we really, really saw a lot from and expect to see more from more exciting team yes, to watch in 2023. The Baltimore Orioles 
or the Seattle Mariners? Oh, that's a tough one because last season both of these teams were electric. Mm. Um, lots of young talent on both yeah. of them. I'm going to have to go with the Mariners. Um, I've said in a couple other pods that the Orioles, to me, always seem like the most improved, most exciting to watch like every season. And it's going to be the same this season as well probably. But um, Mariners didn't go to the playoffs since 2001. Uh, that was pretty kind of – that kind of gives my answer right there. Just electric, that whole stadium last year during the uh, playoffs. So, I mean, yeah, I got to – I think the Mariners, they made a few moves too. So, I'm really excited to uh, see what they accomplish. If you asked me this question in like a year or like two, I'd probably say the Orioles. But um, going into this year, it's easily the Mariners, um, mainly because of Julio Rodriguez. I mean, that guy, he's an alien. 25-25 season as a rookie. Already looks like one of the brightest stars in baseball. Um, Already drawing Griffey comparisons. He's he's the man. He is the man. yeah, I, I have to agree with Drew. I think just the Mariners' story feels a lot more exciting, um, especially in the division they're in. I mean, that division has been owned by Houston for a very long time, and it probably still will continue to be owned by Houston. Um, in terms of the Orioles, like they have a lot of great young stars. They have Cedric Mullins. They have Adley. Um, Drew and I talked about this before. Like Adley feels very undervalued and underappreciated because he's a catcher. So it's not as captivating as a center fielder. Um, and he, he, he will never have the power numbers that, that uh, Julio will have. So um, definitely, Julio is definitely more of an exciting player than, than Adley is. Obviously, they both finished one and two um, in rookie of the year voting. I also think that part of it is like the Orioles moved their fence back and it just makes me want to watch less Orioles games because like I just don't, <laughs> I never understood that. Don't get the thought process behind that, but whatever. I mean, we saw very many times this year balls fly out to left field that that would have been four or five rows deep. So I'm going to take the Mariners. Um, I think they're in a more appealing city as well. Um, And then just the presentation of the broadcast. Like, Mariners broadcasts are very appealing to the eye. The camera they have around third base, like, that's so much fun to watch. And they got big dumper as well. Like, it's just the Mariners feel a lot more exciting than the Orioles as a whole. Yeah. Both teams are going to be like, great. Yeah, when you have a player team. named the big dumper, like, you're going to be more exciting than the Orioles. Like, I'm sorry. It's true. Well, we, we, I mean, we talked about Gunnar Henderson, too. Yeah. I mean, great story mm-hmm. from him as a prospect coming up and. Yeah, so lots of talent there for the Orioles. And the Mariners, love, the Mariners rotation in bullpen is – ridiculous i mean i think that's the difference too is that the mariners now the mariners prospects are hitting now whereas the orioles it's going to take a year or two for for them to be up to where the mariners are young talent wise because the the orioles have a have a solid farm yeah yeah the mariners just got something special uh especially in the american league where you have the astros and then you kind of try to figure out who's going to be that that other team that surprises some people Exactly. I, I might go on a limb and say it's the Mariners this year. Yeah, it could. It could um, very well be the Mariners. I mean, they they did lose they did lose some big players, but um, I mean, the, just that rotation that. Well, with the Luis the Castillo trade. Oh my god! Uh, they lost like their biggest uh, Noel V Marte. I mean, that dude was going to be. The Reds got a pretty nice. See, that, that's the only question is like the Orioles like going going forward. The Orioles have 
an answer at in the middle infield, and I don't feel like the Mariners do. Yeah. Um, after because J.P. Crawford's not your guy, and he, he just won't ever be your guy. I mean, he's a solid player at best, uh, but he, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they they got they got a lot of good things going. You mentioned the broadcast too, Ben. The the broadcasters too, the announcers. Oh, oh so good. Yeah. Quality. So content. good. Quality content, man. Yeah. I could I could watch them react live to stuff all day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I love that. I, I think I would answer the same way. Seattle, Seattle Mariners can be very exciting just because of Julio. Yep. All right. Uh, let's go with a equally hard question. And I think if we if I asked you guys this two months ago. This would have been easy. Now? Yeah. yeah. Better rotation going into next season. Ben, we'll start with you. The Texas Rangers or the San Diego Padres? It's it's hard. It's a hard question. Um, mm. Off the bat, I, I don't remember what I said to Drew the other day. Off the bat, though, I, I do want – I do. I do want to say off the bat right now, I'm taking the Rangers. And here's why. And here's why. Because when the Padres, when you have, I'm going to read the names, when you have Nick Martinez, Adrian Morhone, and Seth Lugo as your back-end rotation starters who are all relievers, that's not good. Not good. No. I don't, I, it just it doesn't. And then you have, like, Darvish had an incredible season last year. Um, I mean, he's, I think, consistency-wise and, like, as a number one, Degrom's a better pitcher than Darvish, but I think Darvish is going to pitch more than Degrom. Obviously, um, Musgrove, you have health issues. Blake Snell just doesn't look like Tampa Blake Snell, and he hasn't since he's gotten to San Diego. Um, so for that reason, I'm taking the Rangers. Like they they have a lot more depth. I we didn't even mention Martin Perez the other day, Drew. Like that guy had an incredible turnaround yeah. season for the Rangers. Got paid. Yeah. Um, do I think he'll be that good again? No. But do I think he's solid enough to, to continue to be a consistent starter? Yeah. And they picked up Eovaldi, who also has health concerns. Um, DeGrom, not much need to be said. And when he's healthy, he's the best pitcher on the planet. It's not even close. Um, they got Heaney. I want to know how you feel about Andrew Heaney, Drew. <laughs> I'll get in. Yeah? Don't worry. Yeah? But again, like, it's a it's a – I'm not going to call him a good starter, but – He's fun fact. He is listed as the number two. He's he is listed as their number two right now. Really, which, which is a little odd. Um, that makes zero sense. But then they added John Gray two years ago. Zero sense. Um, Dane Dunning's a, a young guy too that you know continues to. You know he looks okay. I think I think if he figures it out, Dane Dunning will be a solid starter for them. So, yeah, I'm I'm rolling Rangers. I I think. In terms of depth and experience, I like I like it over the Padres. Okay, that's valid. Um, me personally, I would love to say the Rangers, but I cannot. Um, specifically because of the injuries, we talked about this the other day, Ben. Um, you have Evaldi. You're bringing in Valdi. Little injury pass, kind of not as much as Degrom, the best mm-hmm. pitcher on the planet, which kind of you need him out there. Um, so yeah, that's the biggest thing for me and the Padres. I think Snell will definitely bounce back. Maybe we'll see that Tampa Blake Snell again and Joe Musgrove. I mean, electric in the playoffs, really fun to watch San Diego kid Mm -hmm. as well, born and raised. And, um, yeah, that 
San, there's just something about San Diego. I mean, let alone the offense, but that entire roster to watch. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I cannot believe we didn't bring up Martin. Completely Perez. forgot about him. I, I also hate but, the guy. Cause he yeah. like, he's single-handedly sold many Red Sox games by himself. I mean, he's awful on yeah. the Red Sox. And then he goes to Texas and he was a, um, he was an ace. As far as Andrew Heaney, uh, we all know what he did in mm-hmm. New York. Nothing really. Um, Dodgers, he, uh, little improvement actually, which was surprising to see after what he absolutely did nothing in New York. But um, I think he'll actually be pretty solid for them. I'm just confused. That makes no sense. It just sense might be a New York be issue. I mean, because he was he was fine with the Angels. He was fine with the Dodgers. Yeah. And I think he'll be fine with the Rangers. I think yeah. it was. It, I don't know. I wanted. I want to say it's the like the bright lights type thing. But like he played in. He played with the Dodgers and did fine. So I'm not too sure what it is. Um, I don't. The Yankees are just. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's just the Yankees. Got to be. Got to just be the Yankees. Because Garrett Cole went to the Yankees and got worse too. So. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Don't whoa, whoa, whoa me. You can't tell me that's true. You you can't tell me that the Garrett Cole you have now is Houston Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get all that money. Say you're in the you're in his position, mm-hmm. right? Or any any of these Judge Xander, any of these guys that just got this. So you're gonna go into the next season. You have all this yep. money. You should play your hardest, uh-huh. right? But, I mean, yeah, I do agree with you there. I mean, I feel like he definitely needs to step it up. So, like, here's the difference. Like, I actually said he has more to he prove. Does. I actually he said he has a lot more, more to, prove. to prove. AJ, you remember that? He does. Everyone's confused. Because, like, for us, that. right? Like, we no, we made a we made a we made a big starting pitcher acquisition a couple years ago and got sale and sale stinks now. Like, I I'm I'm done yeah. with sale. Like, he he doesn't have it anymore. But at least we got like a World Series out of it. Like, are you going to get a World Series out of Garrett Cole? I mean, you have to, right? I don't know. You have to. Absolutely have to. Spending that much. How much did Sale make? What was Sale's contract? It was something ridiculous. We're, we're still paying him a lot. Um, and it, it's just like, exactly. it, that's the thing. Like, we, we, it's 5-145. And it was a death wish for us because we can't, we what? can't do anything with it now because no one wants him. No one's going to take him. No one's going to take a 33-year-old with arm injuries that hasn't, really pitched in two three years but got a ring out of it so i can't complain See the thing with the yankees the thing with the yankees fans because our offseason was actually like incredible signing judge to that deal radone got rizzo back as well a few other moves canely so it was a great offseason but the team looks the same that's where it's going like under people's heads and over it but i mean yeah outside of radon yeah i think it was a phenomenal offseason yeah. Yeah. See, I, I was kind of in. I was, again, I was. Then again, I had though, my, I had my. He's coming. To, you go ahead. You I go was ahead. halfway with the whole judge situation. I just, I don't like paying guys over thirty for for that amount of years. That, um, yeah. So I was, I kind of was like, I if I'm the if I'm the Yankees, like I'd be okay not having to pay him and re you know reestablishing my assets somewhere somewhere else in different spots, but. Still good for them, nonetheless. Um, he, he's definitely got good baseball in front of him, no, no doubt about that. But um, I just have a personal issue, as with Xander Bogarts and the Padres, paying a lot of money for a long time for guys over 30, especially guys with, with injury history, which judges had. And then being 6'7", like your body doesn't hold up at 6'7", when you're 35, 36, 37. 
um, as well as, as it would if you're, you know, 6'2", 6'3". So that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I was saying that towards the end, like right before he got signed, I'm like, you might as well just walk. I mean, if you're not going to take whatever, but I mean, then again, the other top star free agents on the market was Trey Turner as well. And like you, Ben, I hate signing people over 30 as well to those deals. And you look at Trey Turner, great player, but he's also, his deal is probably the best. I would agree, yeah. Xander, Judge, yeah, Xander, Judge, and uh, himself, but yeah. I also think, like, in terms of Um, just team impact, like, he impacts, like, money-wise and deserving money, like, the impact he brings defensively, offensively, and on the bases, they don't really do that. Like, Judge is a great defender, don't get me wrong, but, like, he doesn't play a premium position. So when you're when I'm talking about paying paying guys that much for that long, like, I want it to be at a premium position. Like, right field to me just isn't a premium position. That I, I just wouldn't pay that for a right fielder. I mean, but last season, majority, he actually played in center field. So, I mean, you can really swap him. Yeah, you could. You could for sure. Outfield. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> Y'all got your your uh, Yankees Red Sox beef out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going back to Blake Snell, I think he did kind of come on towards the end of last season. It was it was very brief, but mm-hmm. I think he's trending in the right direction. So I w- I would lean Padres right now. I'd but hope so. The Rangers. Yeah. The Rangers are are interesting. The Rangers are super interesting. So, I think it also helps. The Padres have a, the city. Padres have a way so. better bullpen too. Like the only notable name in the Rangers bullpen is Leclerc, and besides that, it's it's a pile of garbage. So, yeah. Well, yeah. That let us know your guys' thoughts in, in the comments. Uh, Rangers and Padres rotations, as well as more exciting team, uh, or if there's a more exciting team that we didn't mention. Um, but we finally have to have the conclusion of. I feel like it's a, a movie series hmm. uh the carlos correa saga has come to an end yep uh and boys he is going back to the cold carlos correa is a minnesota twin for the foreseeable future yep. uh look up the official details again of the of the deal but i believe it's six years uh six might be more than that yep yep six, six years 200. 200 um we can finally put a capper on this. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess is my thought. We can we can finally put an end to all the mystery yeah. and the mystique of what what in the world was going on. But final thoughts from you guys on on Carlos Correa back to back to the dumpster fire that is the AL Central. It's just such a boring end to the whole well, saga. Yeah. Like it's just <laughs> it really like, is. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. That's a good it's way to put like, it. Oh, you just sorry. Right, well, you're back in Minnesota. Like cool. Um, I don't know. The whole situation was very weird to me. Very unprecedented. I just, I don't get how two physicals bounce when you have deals over 10 years. But as soon as you put the deal under 10 years, the physical doesn't. Like, all right, we're good. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't really understand that. And then on the flip side, like, I don't really get why the Mets or the Giants also couldn't have done something in the ballpark like that. um, Because they like the player enough to offer him... 10 plus years, 300 plus million dollars. So why don't you offer him six, seven years, 250, like top two ends? Like, like, who cares? Just do it. Have fun. Yeah. 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 That was the, the biggest thing about that was the failed physicals. It just made no sense. Uh, the deal itself, Correa's deal itself with the twins, I think it's a great deal. 
Uh, he has a chance to earn more money as the years mm-hmm. go on with it as well. I'm not sure how, but uh, trying to find the contract details actually. But yeah, it's a great it's a great uh, deal. Um, and yeah, like you said, Ben, the Mets could have easily topped that. Um, I'm not sure why they didn't. Maybe it could have been a problem with like Scott Boris. He just said, "All right, we're not doing this. We're out." Yeah. And talk to the Twins, and the Twins just come in and have the surprise press conference to welcome him back and it's not exciting at all like him i want to know like what is going in like through his head sitting in that press conference like what are you going to say oh i'm happy to be back after you were just about assigned for 13 years in san francisco like whatever's going to come out you can make an extra extra 70 mil if he stays healthy you can make an extra 70 mil and that's huge because that's right the ballpark right around the giants yeah. contract a yeah. little less but i mean i don't know it's weird though like I, he's not gonna be playing for anything anytime soon so like that kind of sucks exactly. um, yeah, he feels my, like... My question, like go ahead what do we make of the what, what do we make of the twins at this point do we well the twins are also interested in uh pablo lopez as well aj i know the cardinals are but we'll have to okay. see I mean, the Twins, I mean, like, again, they have another one of the best players in baseball. But, again, he's never healthy. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, they, they have shortstop. You add Pablo Lopez into that. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, especially in the crapshoot like, that the AL Central is, like, they could easily end up being fine. But um, it's also, again, like, it won't be a team that makes a run. Like, they could, they could for sure make a wild card, and then they'll play an AL East team and lose. Could they make a wild card though? Because I feel like the team that wins the AL Central is usually like only a game or two better than all the wild card teams. So yeah, I feel like you're true. only going to get one team from the AL Central regardless. I mean, who do we like That's more? My... Do we like the White Sox or do we like the Twins more as a favorite to to win that division? Bro, <laughs> that's like telling me to choose between Burger King and McDonald's, bro. It's going to be bad food either way. Like I, <laughs> I can't. I, I don't know, man. Like I. That, the, the American League Central, like, can we name the worst division in sports right now? Like, it's it's bad. It's so bad. You know it's bad. You know it's bad because we bring it up in almost every single, every single podcast. Episode. It is. It is so every bad. single episode. And it's at one it's point, weird it though was, because like the White Sox have a good roster. They just they stink. Yeah. The Twins have a couple of stars and they just was, stink. Yeah, it was a dynasty division. The Royals, mm-hmm. the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that seemed like ages ago now. Yeah. That was maybe a decade ago. Maybe. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy how, how, how much happened. Once the Tigers lose Miggy, too, like, that team is going to have – that will just be a zero identity team. That's the only thing they have now is him. Hey, but they, they moved the fence up at least. Like, that's a, that's Finally. a plus. Finally. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. They're doing that instead of, you know – focusing on the uh the roster yeah, but exactly they're working they're worried about the real issues through the ballpark not the team. yeah i mean yep. you know yeah. they deserve it it's their own it's their own fault for signing themselves a death wish with javi Baez. so <laughs> it's true hey dude spoken like a dude. true red sox fan bro like that that is i mean javi Baez was a name thrown around for the red sox last offseason and i wanted nothing to do with it I mean, he's terrible. Dude, he is he's the most terrible. overrated player in baseball. Easily yeah. the most overrated. Has he ever really been that good? 
Like, can we be honest with ourselves? Like, I, I know, like, he was a big name with the Cubs and, and, and things like that. Like, has he ever been good? Realistically, has he ever been good? No. Oh, and no. You got me my wheelhouse, bro. You got me my wheelhouse. I've, I've watched this man absolutely <laughs> suck it up in a Cubs-Cardinals game. And what are they playing? So, yeah, the one play of El Mago making a defensive play. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? He struck out four times in the game, swung at a pitch 15 feet out of the zone. The guy hey, the worst plate discipline I think I've ever seen in my life. Oh my goodness, bro. His like, best so 2018 was his best year. 2018 was his best year. He hit 290, 111 RBIs, and 34 home runs. Which is good. Yeah, the year after that. Yeah, the year after that what was the average. The average fell to two eighty one. Then we go to two oh three. Um Oh my god. Then in twenty twenty one. There's triple A dudes who hit better than that. 2021, 2021, he hit a total of 265, but he was hitting 248 with the Cubs before he was traded, which is most of the season. And then last year, he had 238. <laughs> the 147 the strikeouts. He also struck out 184 times in 2021. The, the Mets got rid of Pete Crow Armstrong for him, but I'm not... Did they give anyone else for him? Because I think there is more. Yeah, PCA was like a top prospect, and I think there is more. So that's but yeah, I mean he that's was the thing. A like piece of the trade deadline, and he was hitting under two fifty. Also, Javi having a gold glove yeah, is highway robbery because he is one of the worst gloves on the on the planet. Well, no, even that the gold glove that's a that's a joke nowadays. Juan oh. Soto is getting a gold glove instead of Manny oh. Machado. Oh yeah, that was I mean, ridiculous. But to be fair, like to be fair, I mean, it's, it's pretty hard a, for Manny Machado to get a gold glove when Nolan Arenado also Talk plays. Talk about it. Talk about it. That's fair. I'm I mean, saying. he's like, is he the greatest defensive player of all time? Are we ready to to say that? Oh, I was gonna say third baseman, but Who? keep talking. Nolan, Nolan, or uh, Machado? Nolan. You're saying of all Nolan? time. I mean, yeah. If you look at, I saw. I, I wish I could find the tweet, um, but it was defensive like run that. saved. It was like defensive that. run saved. It was defensive run saved every year of his career, and I think it was first. I think every year of his career, he was yep. first in defensive run saved, and he's had a long career. That's it. Hey, we we might have to open open that can at some point. That's like we got Brooks Robinsons, of course, but like who else would Like who else are we comfortable rivaling with and name dropping with? Nolan Arenado in terms of best defensive me, player of all time. I mean, I yeah. feel like Mike Trout has always been one of the best yeah. outfielders I've seen. He's definitely up there, yeah. Yeah. Griffey, but like course, I think also just player. like in terms of like volume too though, like playing a corner infield position, you have way more volume than you have in center field. Yeah. So I, I think that definitely helps Nolan's case. That's true. But yeah, I mean that, that's Give a can me, of worms uh... we can go down someday. But I it sure feels like it. Throw a name in, Drew. Throw a name in. No, give me um Machado's offense, but Nolan's uh, okay. defense for that's, sure. That's unfair. That's unfair. I don't, I don't hate player, it. But I Nolan don't hate Arnado it. Can... No, Nolan's still great. Yeah. Nolan's still great, though, but I'm just... That... AJ, do you think do you think Nolan gets a 500? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I, think, I think... I mean, he's, he's playing in one of the most on one of the most historic franchises in baseball. I mean, he's not, he's no longer in a Colorado Rockies situation. So I think he's going to be in a situation where he can continue to excel. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think I'll say this. I think he at least gets to 500. I think he can hit more than 500. He needs 201. Okay. So, he's 31. I mean, he's... he'll be 32 by the season yeah. starting. I feel like it's definitely reasonable. I don't think he goes way close. past 500, but I think he gets there. Yeah. Has he ever not won a gold yeah, glove? So I don't know, but yeah. there's not been a year where he has not won a gold glove ever since he's entered the majors. He's, he's become the best third baseman. That's ridiculous. That's so crazy. let's let's be let's be real about that. Um, no, he, he and he has six platinum gloves too, he's, which he's is also to insane. Team, so. We have, we, yeah. we have the best corner infielders in baseball. I mean, from a defensive standpoint, like mm. yeah, so there's there's no. We probably have the best so. defense in baseball. It's true, and and the Yankees, Yankees right right now are the best uh, one yep. of the best teams in baseball defensively. So because they got mm. they got one guy here, so maybe. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We're opening the can too much. All right. Let's get into something that I think we need to give more hype because I think I need to issue an apology to the Arizona Diamondbacks because we have kneecapped them so many times during this show because they haven't been good this, they haven't been good that, and they haven't been good in so long. And it's true. I think they're turning over a new leaf. You saw last year. You guys remember last year in the Arizona Diamondbacks with a month left to play? We're like eight games back of the wild card. Yeah. Like everyone, yeah. no, nobody talks about that because they were so bad the, the rest of the year. They almost got a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. And it was largely in part because of the team that they have and the guys that they're bringing in now. So let's talk a little bit about the Arizona Diamondbacks offseason and where we see, like, let's, let's even give a, a January prediction of where the Arizona Diamondbacks fall in a loaded NL West now. I mean, loaded. You have you have two two teams in that division that are probably top five, top ten teams in baseball. Yeah. So, what what are our thoughts on the Arizona Diamondbacks off season and then going into twenty twenty three? Well, obviously, the off season, the big name around the Blue Jays and uh, Diamondbacks was Dalton Barshow, yep. and that. Well, we're supposed to be talking about the Diamondbacks here, but I'm going to say with the Blue Jays, with that pickup, that's actually great because they no longer have uh, Jansen and Dalton be able to play catcher as well, as well as the outfield. So, I mean, insane pickup, and he's a great bat. So, I mean, yeah, that's it's kind of a tough loss for the Diamondbacks because me personally, I don't think their offseason accomplished too much. Um, yeah. What do you think, Ben? Uh, well, if we want to talk about – the Blue Jays Diamondbacks trade. I think that the Blue Jays got fleeced. That's my honest opinion. Really? Yeah. Wow. Really? They got Gabby Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel out of it. Like Dalton Varsho is a great player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but but like he's another guy that like has had a like. It, it feels more like we praise Dalton Varsho's advanced stats than his actual stats. And then once again, we praise more of his glove and versatility. Like trading for a glove is all fine in that, but. Like they gave up Gabby Moreno, like the number, the like the number one prospect really in baseball, though. for Dalton Varsha. It just doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. I I just I didn't love it. Um, and I think Gurriel, in his own right, yeah, I mean, is, that... is still is a good player as well. I mean, he's definitely not. He doesn't have the glove that that Varsha has. But I think as a as a as a package, he has a a more consistent and longer um, career of producing um, over Varsha. Yeah, putting Moreno in that trade really put it over the top for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. In in terms of the Diamondbacks in general, 
did they have a good offseason? Yes. Do I think it matters? No. Because the West is still it's it's yeah. loaded. It's and it's still the, the Dodgers. Do we think the Giants The Giants? Back? I think yeah. the Giants got worse. So no. Really? <laughs> I, I, I agree. Mean, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. I think I that think... one under whatever win year it was was a fluke year. The Giants just aren't very good anymore in my opinion. Yeah, I and I think well, then they just start handing out these random contracts because they missed out on two yeah, stars. Yeah, like the the Hanager contract hilarious. was. Uh, that's dude. Mm. They missed out on Aaron Judge. How much did? Yeah. Forto's a one year deal, but I think it's still like really he hasn't. Um, he hasn't played in the season, so I think it's still like a little excessive. Yeah. Um, I think him, but... I think the the biggest thing to be excited about as the Diamondbacks is your laundry list of prospects. Like. And they already they've already yeah. run into the issue of having too many good young outfielders that they they are trying to trade them like they're trying to trade Jake McCarthy because they're already they have Alec Thomas, Corbin Carroll, Jake McCarthy, and then you have guys that haven't even reached yet like you have Lawler coming up who probably Lawler probably debuts this year. Um, you just drafted Drew Jones; he won't be here for a while. But again, it's another guy you know in the in the system. Um, Dominic Fletcher is gonna I think he debuted last year. Um, another one of their top prospects. Um, Pitching-wise, they have so many pitching prospects. Um, and then they have – I don't want to call Catella Marte a cornerstone franchise piece, but that's that's what he's been for them. Um, yeah. yeah. So and he's, he's, he's had a consistent and solid career. You know what you're going to get out of him. Um, and I think he returns to form this year if he stays healthy. So. I'd, I'd like to. I don't think it, I don't think they're a last place team. I think the Giants no, might no, be a last, last place team. Right. They're not a last yeah, place no. team. And depending on what the Giants do, I think the Diamondbacks could be in that mix again for for a wild card spot. But it, it would be interesting to see because the NL is so much more low than the AL. Good grief. The Rockies are the last place team in that division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I'd like to bring up at this point uh, Zach Gallon mm. uh, because of the year that he had last year. Uh, and just to kind of rub salt in my own wounds of what we did in the Marcelo Zuna trade a while back, let me let me just let me just play this out. Cardinals have yeah. traded a lot of great players. Yep, yep. Oh, I know Ben. I know uh, the Marlins <laughs> when we made that trade for Ozuna. Mm-hmm. Let me just list you. There were two prospects in there as well. Sandy Alcantara and Zach Gallon were involved in that trade. Yep. Which means if we had both of those, I don't even want. I don't even want. Oh my goodness! If we had yeah. both of those guys in our pitching rotation right now, we would not be talking about the Texas Rangers, or the San Diego Padres. No, we we would not. No. But Zach, my point is Zach Gallon, and I, I basically just from watching MLB Network have noticed this too. Zach Gallon has come on, both last year and I think this year into potentially top. 10 top 15 pitcher conversation just with the stats that he's producing easily so if anything yeah. if the diamondbacks are going to have a good season i'm putting it on the shoulders of zach gallon i mean he's become the ace you get zach davies as well but i mean zach davies is zach davies um so i think he's a huge piece to this that they didn't yeah. do anything with him because you could have got a haul for him because of, of the superstar status he's got now and you keep him as part of that rotation, the ace of your rotation. So I'm, I'd be curious to see if he actually sprouts as everyone says he's going to, because that makes the Diamondbacks a little bit more dangerous too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
for sure. Ben, you mentioned uh, Corbin Carroll. Uh, I'm big, big fan of his, so I'm excited to see what he can do. Yeah, the Diamondbacks player. got a load of. He's gonna be nice. He's they they got a load they, of people. They have a lot of outfielders, um, so I'm interested to see if they make any moves. Um, Christian Walker also had an incredible year for them too. Um, yep. Also, he's a good defender as well. Um, that seems more like an outlier to me. Um, I don't think he's gonna nearly have the season he had. Um, I think he'll be fine, but um, yeah, I mean, hopefully, Gallon, you know stays with it his 2021 wasn't very promising obviously bounced back 2022 very promising so hopefully the more innings he gets the better he ends up looking because he really hasn't pitched a whole lot as a whole um in his major league career he went from yeah. 15 games to 12 games to 23 and then last year 31 so um yep. if they can get 25 games out of him and, and he can sit around the era that he was at they'll they'll just they'll be fine they'll have a they'll have a good ace to build around because they got yeah. they have pitching prospects coming we'll up like Ryan Nelson like they have they have a great farm they've done a great job with their farm yeah the team you bring out on opening day is not necessarily going to be the same team at the end that of the year so true. we will uh, right. we'll see what they do well speaking of pitchers uh, I think it's only fitting that <laughs> we uh, at least get each other's thoughts on this because I hope this is one of the last times we'll talk about it but Trevor Bauer guys go i mean like what what do you guys got like is is there is there a a situation a team a franchise an organization a city that wants this man as a part of like within a 50 mile radius of where they play baseball or is this a done deal where he's trying to find somewhere overseas to play I personally don't want to get into whatever his business is, but um, if I'm any team, like any team in the MLB, throw him the minimum because that's what you can offer him now. Um, any team should go after him. I mean, that's just another – he hasn't pitched in a while. That's the biggest thing. But, I mean, throw a low number at him. I so, mean, you might as so, well. Okay, I know, I know we're not going to go into the actual, like, personal situation that went on and why he got suspended, but just from the off-the-field situation, like – do we do you want that in your clubhouse that's true yeah i mean it can it can hurt your team as well yeah. so i mean was gonna mention that but yeah i mean it's i whatever team you are i mean what's ever in your head i'm if that's gonna make your you're team saying better, just give it a shot. you're not really a shot yeah i mean if just because of the price range i mean why not um but yeah i could see it could definitely hurt your team as well so i mean it's both ways it's a it's a really tricky situation yeah. i I don't. Yeah, this is a, it's a very odd situation. Um, yep. I agree with Drew. I think you throw him the minimum. I think this is a great opportunity for a team like Oakland to throw him the minimum. Yes. Get a pitcher because here's so you're good, because you're so Oakland. You, and then there's no more damage that you can cause in Oakland to yourself. <laughs> so that is so mean. I. It's the truth. It's the it's the hard and honest truth. Like yeah. just 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 throw him the minimum. Try and get him. It really doesn't matter if he works out. It works out. Like, there's, it's not like it's not like there's stars on that team that he's gonna rub up against and you know, create controversy. Like the team is just throwaway prospects that didn't work out. That's what that team is like. Christian Pache. Like, it, there's nothing there. Especially yeah. now that Sean Murphy's not there. There's nothing there. Not a single thing is in is in Oakland. So that is I think, so depressing. Bro. So I think Honestly. if you're Oakland, that's a great opportunity for you. In my mind, I was trying to rack um, 
like if we compare this to the NFL, you know, a team that would <laughs> would take a chance on a player like this would be the Raiders. The Raiders are, you know, the bad boys of the NFL. They have a they have a, you know, notoriety for that stuff. A lot of their players um do the wrong things. So I I didn't really find one for 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 the MLB. There's I, there really isn't one like that. So I I came down to Oakland because there's no real negative that you can get by signing I Trevor. Feel like that makes that worse though. If like, I feel like that makes that worse. The fact that there's can it get worse? The fact that nothing to rub up against, and that he can just kind of roam the clubhouse and roam the streets of Oakland, like and just own the city of Oakland, pretty much. That I feel like that makes that worse than having something like veteran players or something to be like, hey, here's how we do things here. I guess, but like in terms you of just like that franchise, they have team. nothing going for them. So just do something. Like get your I name can't. out there somehow. Whether it's, it, you know, like no light is bad light. Put yourself in the light. Sign Trevor Bauer for league minimum. I mean, it's bad. Then we're gonna title this episode of the podcast. Put put the A's in the light. Oh my goodness. They might as well. They got to do worse. something. Can't. This that, just feels like a perfect opportunity for them. That's that's all I'm saying. It just feels great because they don't want to spend money, so you don't spend money. You won't. No other team has really showed that they that what, they what? want Bauer either. So it feels like they could pretty easily get him uncontested. I don't I don't know if he'd want to go there though. That's the issue. Like you could easily just say no and keep doing YouTube because he's he's doing fine on his own without baseball. Um, Dude, but. the whole I hated the whole thing when he thought he was LeBron. Made the whole YouTube video saying he was going to the Dodgers. He had all the hats lined out. What team he was going to yeah. go to, bro? I mean, the guy, uh, the guy is so unlikable. Oh yeah, he's he a is. great pitcher, but yeah. he's so unlikable. Easily the villain yeah. of baseball. Yeah. yeah. So, not the A's, but if there was another team, could you see him? Could you see him on any no, of the I, Reds? I, I, basically, I, here's yeah. my thing. I can't see him on a team. Period. The, the Reds. Reds. Yeah. That, oh, that'll that'll make a lot of people happy to send him back to where he started playing baseball, mm. one of the most dysfunctional franchises in the majors. I can't see him on a team. Period. I really can't. Like I, I that's, I, that's I, certainly I, the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, it, I, th- I think he's got to find a career in YouTube or doing something else. Like find another job, yeah. bro. Like this is this is not happening. Antonio I, Brown of the MLB is, is what people are saying, and I, I agree with it. You just, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. If I'm the Twins. Just go to the Twins. Oh, no. That's, that's, that's who I would get Come if on. I was the Twins. Man, we are just. That's who I would get. We are. We have no chill. We have no chill regarding the A's and the Twins. What other teams, that's though? Like, they're, they're in the... the Twins would kind of make more sense, though, rather than the A's. The A's aren't going to win, but, I mean, you bring in Bauer. We don't know if he's going to be the same. I mean, we've been saying that. But, I mean, you bring in Bauer, maybe a few other pieces. But then again, the Twins are talking about trading, um, what's his name, second baseman, Louis mm-hmm. Arise. Sure. So, I mean, we'll have to see. But, yeah, he probably shouldn't be on the baseball field, but if he was, it would probably be the A's. Yeah. That's what we got yep. out of that. Oh, Oakland. It's only a matter of time before they blow that place up and move to Las Vegas, wherever they're going to go. Yeah, which just doesn't – not going to change anything because it's going to be the same roster. And uh, have six thousand people in attendance for the games. That's... Can you name any A's prospects? Prospects? Uh, Max Muncy. It's the only one I can name. Just because? No, like currently, current. What? Current. Yeah. Current, like a or you say current player on the A's? Is there a current? No, player on that the A's? Max Muncy is a current player. That's the only reason 
or current prospect. Another Max current prospect. Yes. That's the only reason Wait, why I know him because there's another Max Muncy. I did not yeah. know that. That's trippy. That's really trippy. Yeah, that is. No, can, but can, can we... Is he their top? I mean, I'm guessing that he's their top prospect. Maybe. Let's what see. about like on their opening roster? Can we name one player? Christian Pache. Uh, yeah. Do they still have the guy with the cannon of an arm? I'd say Steven Vogt, but he retired. he's just retired. I think he's actually... Oh, Loriano? Uh, is that who you're talking about? Loriano. still on the A's? I think so. You got suspended again, though. PEDs. That might have been last year, but he why, got suspended. Why do, why, do we, why, do, why do we talk about the A's on this podcast? Like, why, why no, do we waste their time? Do you think there's a reason why? Like, Do you think people in Oakland... <laughs> you think people in Oakland just wake up and say, "All right, hey buddy, let's go to the A's game today." You, I mean, you can't. You can wake up thirty minutes before the game starts, walk like, straight oh, through. Exactly. With I can sit behind home plate for fifty dollars. Walk to your seat with everywhere you can go. Like you can sit anywhere. You can sit anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You can buy a ticket and it basically sit wherever you want. It doesn't exactly. matter where the ticket says. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I'd do it once. Just <laughs> probably only once. once. But there, so the yeah. the A's second prospect is Ken Waldachuk, and he's twenty five. Let me debut this. Oh, year. dude, he's a, he's a Yankee. I can't believe that. Just I forgot they had. Oh, because yeah. uh, because the Montes trade, right? Yep. So forgot all. I guess about the that. the last question I have before we before we hop off, then Ben is what's a worse stadium, Fenway Park or the A's Coliseum? Oh, the A's easily. Fenway's a nice is it stadium. Close? It just it just no. I don't think it's close. Fenway's like I a mean, cool stadium. It just, it just the experience of going to games at Fenway sometimes sucks. Some like unless you're in like the first ten or fifteen rows, like the seats are tiny, like not as much. Like there's still the old wooden seats, kind of sucks. There's poles everywhere, but have you been to Fenway quite a bit? Yeah, it was there the other weekend actually. Nice. So yeah, like. I was going to say, is there like a game where you can go and it's not as pa- packed? Because with the Red Sox, it's probably Yeah, it's usually games. always it's pretty always packed. Kinda... I don't think I've been to a Red Sox game where yeah. like we could really move around and go wherever we want. Um, yeah, stuff. I don't know. I'm sure you did on that the, the playoff game that one year. Probably sit wherever you wanted. Yeah, but then we we went back. We went to the Subway Series where they uh they beat the Mets. So oh, right. that, I want to go to a Subway Series so bad. Dude. <laughs> I will say though, was, Subway Series is for me awesome. feel a lot cooler where when they're at City Field rather than Yankee Stadium. I it's just for whatever reason I just really? I like watching them more when they're at City rather than Yankee Stadium, yeah. Feels louder. Just feels a lot louder. I disagree, of course, but uh like the one when Lindor hit three home runs, that was electric. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember that. Or that might have been the game where uh, Baez was on the team too. He was chirping at Stan. He was, when he yeah. Run, when he was, dude, I, I do Javier too. Javier Baez. Baez. I don't even know what Javier Baez. <laughs> oh man! All right, fellas. Well, uh, thank you guys uh, so much for tuning in to another episode of the Dugout. Uh, we will continue to bring you the best content and the best Yankees Red Sox beef that we have to offer each and every week on this podcast. We got lots more to talk about uh, catchers and pitchers. I think report in about a month, just a little bit over. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be right back into it. We're going to be right back into it. So 
World uh World Baseball Classic. Oh, I'm so classic excited for that. I'm so yeah, excited. Baseball Classic coming up. We got oh we got God. lots to talk about and who knows? We'll see if the, the US can can pull it off. But they actually have so a good team. team. They do have a good team. They have a really good team. And the best corner infielders uh that the world yep. has to offer. Uh for Carlos Fanatic, AJ Caldwell, that is Yankees Rider Die guy, Drew Zagrosi, and our green monster man, Red Sox fanatic, Ben. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will catch you guys next week on The Dugout.